You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Janovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend, and welcome into this 5-Minute Friday. Today, I thought I'd talk about the hardest part of manifesting and using Law of Attraction. And what I'm going to talk about today is actually at the source of why a lot of people say that law of attraction and manifesting doesn't work. Doesn't work for them, at least. So, just a quick refresher in case you're new here. Law of attraction is that like attracts like. And what you focus on tends to amplify. It does amplify. This does bring together not only the ideas around energy and how energy interacts in our world, but also the mechanism of the mind. When we focus on something, when we say it's important to us, our mind begins searching out our environment for more of the same. It utilizes the aspects of the reticular activating system. This is actually a network, a neural network that's in your mind that will search out the things that you consider a priority and actually delete from your experience, or it will be off to the side. You won't notice it. You'll, you'll ignore it. Those things that you don't consider important or less than valuable in your experience. Also at play here is the principle, the psychological principle of projection. And put simply, that is that the world is a mirror of your mind that the locus of control in your experience of life lies with you. So the experience show up, the people show up in the way that you think they should or expect them to. This brings in the play, the phrase, you don't always get what you want, but you always get what you think you deserve. So what is the hardest thing in manifesting? Well, it is telling the story the way you want it to be. You see, we get caught up in telling the story about the way we see things currently. Trying to explain why things happen the way they happen, why are we where we are, why don't I have the money, why am I fat? And when we ask those questions, the brain begins searching out our experience to answer those questions. You're fat because you eat too many potato chips, you you don't exercise, you laze around on the couch all day, So as you search, you just have fact and fact and fact on why you're fat. And as a consequence, whenever you look in the mirror, you see someone that is fat. Because the moment you declare yourself as fat, you look in the mirror, that's all you have. That's all you see. The evidence is right before you. Instead, you could say, I'm at a particular weight. I'm in the process of getting into the body that I want. I'm working it. I'm a lean, mean, fighting machine. If you think of it in your head, if you think of the visual images that are conjured up when you say, I'm fat, what is the visual image that comes up? Contrast that by saying, I'm a lean, mean fighting machine. It's a completely different image, a completely different experience. And so our energy follows those internal descriptors. We actually generate our experience based on what we're saying, based on the story that we're telling. Now, there's a couple things going on here that I want to draw our attention to. 
One is when we state things how we think they are, it's not necessarily the truth. It's just a perspective. It's just an observation. It can be way off from the facts, so to speak. And I'm going to tell on myself for a little bit. And this takes me back to when I was in elementary school. And I don't remember um, what age I was exactly. It was probably six, seven, eight, right in there. But uh, when I did not want to go to school for whatever reason, I could induce symptoms of sickness. And you may be saying, oh, Daniel, do tell. Now, as I laid in bed, I knew that a symptom that my mom would actually pay attention to was if I had a temperature. And so I would lay in bed thinking hot thoughts. I would thinking about the sun or being so hot, you know, a hot summer day and just generating all this heat and so miserably hot. I just kept thinking these hot thoughts and my body warming up and I could literally raise my body temperature a couple degrees. And that was enough to allow me to stay home. I told my mom I didn't feel too well. I had a little upset tummy and I, I feel hot. And she would feel my forehead and take my temperature with a thermometer. And it was true. I had a slight fever. And so I got to stay home. It wasn't the truth. It wasn't the truth. It's just what I was telling myself. And I've done other podcast episodes. And as a long-term explorer of the other than conscious, I can say without a doubt that your other than conscious mind, your subconscious mind does not know the difference between a vividly imagined scenario and what you might call, quote unquote, the real event. Now, another thing going on here is when people tune in to the way things are, the current scenario, the current state of their bank account, so to speak, they think that they're paying attention to the facts. They think they're being truthful with themselves. But get this, the story that you tell about why things have gotten to be the way they are is not important at all. It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter one iota. And this is why. Now, consider the possibility that you were going from, from here to somewhere else. And along the way, you got bewildered. Somewhere, somewhere along the way, you realized... I'm lost. Well, you see, the moment you tell that story that I'm lost, then you are lost. You cannot be found. And this falls right in that same idea when you declare yourself fat. When you declare yourself lost, you're lost. You're not. You're off the path. You're not getting to where you're going. You don't know where you are. But if you take the perspective of Daniel Boone, when he was out and about and he was a little off track, he would say, I'm bewildered. I'm not necessarily sure where I am currently in relationship to where I want to end up. But he always made an assessment, I am where I am, and I can figure it out. And so from the latter perspective, you are always on your way. You're always in the process of arriving at your destination. Now, if we use a GPS example, a modern day example, the GPS always takes an assessment of where you are currently doesn't care where you started out, doesn't care how you got to where you currently are. It's insignificant and irrelevant information. It takes an assessment, where are you now? Where is the intended destination? And then plots a course between where you are currently and where you want to end up. Now, here's another example. If you look at the state of your bank account and there's less money in there than you would like, 
you don't need to have a story or focus on a story that talks about why it is the way it is. Why don't you have enough money in your account or at least as much money as you think you should? You take an assessment of the account. You see the balance. You see the numbers. It's just numbers. And then the story is, how can I get more of those numbers into my account? How can I attract more in there? What can I do? What can I, what service can I provide? I wonder how much fun I can have attracting more money. And then consider the little tidbit that I told you a couple episodes ago, that the subconscious mind really doesn't think in terms of the past or the future. It thinks in terms of the present. So everything that you think, even though it might have happened 50 years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago, if you think about a less than stellar event that has happened to you in the past, and as you think about it and you recall that memory into the present moment, you can actually regenerate those feelings of anxiety, of of anger, or whatever was present at that original event. Your body, your mind does not know the difference. They don't remember that it happened five years ago. You think unconsciously it's happening right now. And this is why we want to tell the story as we want it to be. Because as we tell that story, we actually reinforce in our mind, reinforce in our other than conscious mind that that is our reality. Now, if you just can't unwrap your mind around the state of the affairs right now, Use this technique that Neville Goddard talked about. And this also appeases, it's actually hypnotic in nature. And so what we want to do is pace your current experience. We want to basically say a truism. Say something to yourself that, yes, that is true. I can agree with that because oftentimes when you create a story or tell a story that is so much different from what your current experience is, part of you says or calls BS. So what do I mean by this? Let's use the bank account example. The way we say it, we talk about the present being in the past. We say it like this. I remember when I had less money in my bank account than I felt comfortable with. It was actually stressful on me. That was so long ago. Today, I enjoy multiple streams of income. Today, I have more money flowing into my bank account than I know what to do with. I have an overflow at the end of every month. I enjoy life to the fullest. I feel so abundant. The universe is abundant, and I am so happy that I finally found a way to tap into all that's available to me. Every dollar I circulate comes back to me tenfold, and I can't help but have the feeling I have the Midas touch. Success begets success. Opportunity flows from opportunity. I am so abundant. So let's quickly break this down. We paste the current experience and we put it in the past. We talked about it as if it was over, way in the past. And today, I am telling the story of how I want it to be, as if it's happened today. Impress upon our other than conscious mind that that is our reality. Now, if you use this process, the way you want it to go is you want the flow of events from the past to the future present to flow in a way where it feels believable. 
Like if you're saying it and you hear the little BS in there, then change the wording. Change it in a way to where you're in the process of attracting the money. You're in the process of attracting more and more money all the time. And that's true. And it has no reference to the current state or the past state of the bank account. Let me reference one more story here. I always like to talk about the Empire State Building. Before they built the Empire State Building, it was just an empty lot. In fact, there was some lower, smaller buildings there that they had to turn down. But if you were the developer, if you were the architect pointing to that lot and saying, that's the Empire State Building, people would think that you're crazy. They would look at you, they'd look at the lot and say, that's not the tallest building in the world. And you would say, not yet. But the only way that building would get built is if you continue to tell the story that you're in the process of building the world's tallest building in the world. You would go to the bank and you'd talk about the building. You'd, in, you'd create the vision for them to where they would give you money to support your dream, support the vision. And to, and to them, they're investing in that vision. They're investing in something that isn't even there, hasn't even been materialized it, one iota yet. That's the second time I used one iota. I just want to point that out. That's an insignificant amount. But as I continue to go through the process, I tear down the old buildings. I say to other people, that's the Empire State Building. They go, no, now it's an empty lot. And you see, the, through the whole process of building the building, from the girders to the, the foundation, it's not the Empire State Building. But you've infused the vision in the workers. You've drawn out a blueprint. It's just on paper. It's not real. But they start pulling the materials together, putting it together in a way that they are creating, manifesting the Empire State Building. Now, I might have my facts wrong, but I think it took 18 months to go from zero to a finished building. And something that a lot of people don't get is that until they capped off that Empire State Building with that antenna, the spire on top, it was not the Empire State Building. It had not been completed yet. It was in the process of becoming. Yet the developers, the builder, the architect, they all told the story of what it is, of what it could be. So, my friend, when you realize that the hardest part of manifesting is telling the story of how you want it to be, consistently telling the story of how you want it to be, and disregarding how things are or minimizing it, if you happen to draw your attention to it or if your attention is drawn to it, you acknowledge it, put it in the past, and then talk about how you want it to be. When you know that's the hard part, when you catch yourself doing it, you don't make yourself wrong. You realize, oh, there I go. That's the pitfall. Then you navigate around it. And just like the Empire State Building, when you continue to tell the story of how you want it to be and then align your behavior with that story, the building of your dreams, the building of your empire is inevitable. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs> <laughs>